So we started this week with um, an amazing song from uh, Big Business. Uh, that was uh, People Behave from uh, their album this year, uh, The Beast You Are. Um, and yeah, basically this is our top 10 albums of the year. It's been an amazing year for metal. And um, to be fair, we've really tried quite hard to sort of keep it to just 10. I think we could go on to 20, 30. Um, yeah, and the quality this year has just been amazing. And the new bands that have sort of come to our attention have been absolutely brilliant. And some old favourites coming back with uh, music such as that. So we're going to sort of count down um, a top 10, but it's not in any sort of order. It's just uh, 10 albums that we think are particularly good this year. Um, so yeah, um, Pete, I mean, uh, you picked that one, um, but I think I picked one back in, uh, a few months ago, didn't I? Um, when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. And I think every, every track we play, uh, tonight is, we will have played a different track from the album in the podcast. I think that's why in previous years we've done top 10 songs of the year and it felt we kind of had to move away from that now we've we've got the kind of new feet new release podcast going it would have been you know rehashing what we've already done so we've gone back to albums and uh yeah big business it's one of one of those bands you kind of just have a, a love for constantly i, I find and uh, you know i know a lot of friends who think the same have just they will always hold a, a special place and it's because of releases like this. They have a they have a real warmth about them, and it's there. You know, there's a sense of fun about it without it being jokey. Um, yeah. There's you know there's a, a lightness of touch yet still you know with a heaviness in there, and the the album is you know just I found listen to it just track to track every track something you know every time it flipped over it kind of just went subtly off. Um, in a slightly different direction, you know, kind of um, synthesizers and different instruments in there, just slight, you know, subtle changes. And it makes for um, a really, you know, kind of invigorating and, uh, I try to think, you know, a warm sound. They're, yeah. they're just, yeah. it, 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 album long, it just, you know, you kind of smile through it. Mm. I mean, I, um, I think we've kind of maybe overlooked... Um, the Torch album that came out this year as well, because mm. that's similarly um, like familiar sounding and um, equally warm, but in a different kind of way. And I listened to that in full because I think we played a track off it just before it came out on the podcast. Um, but the album works so well as a whole as well. Um, and I think just because they they both came out roughly the same time, sort of maybe early to mid two thousands. That, yeah, like you said, that they'll just probably always hold that interest for me, just in terms of that they're just both powerhouses of bands. I mean, they just yeah. just like heads down and just like make amazing music. They're not really sort of very showy about it. Um, yeah. In fact, quite the opposite, really. Um, and yeah, this um, this album really struck me. It just came out sort of without much fanfare, really. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if people have overlooked this or maybe missed it, it came out during a time when a lot of other albums were coming out and maybe were getting a bit more press. But yeah, if you haven't listened to this big business album, then um, yeah, definitely worth a try. Yeah, I think something you, you mentioned there is that, um, you know, linking Torch and big business. There, there was that time, you know, before the kind of the big doom uh, explosion of um, the last five, six, seven, ten years, whatever. Um, and, you know, there's a bit of a, a gap in, in kind of where, you know, like 
real kind of edgy heavy music was and you know i think a lot of us found solace in bands like uh, big business torch kylisa you know the early baroness stuff um it kind of it was post uh mastodon you know remission era mastodon uh, and prior to the kind of the big you know like like doom having this big research and they were the bands that you know they were they were the vital bands big business you know definitely one of the you know one of the leaders of that uh and it was a great time but it, it never kind of it, you know, it was a kind of pocket of time with those bands. Although, th- thankfully, you know, Kylie Sue have gone and some of the other, you know, Baroness have changed, but Big Business and Torch, as they've shown this year, still there, still putting out, you know, um, amazing music. Yeah, and I think they're just the, the point to make really is that they're both being quite inventive as well. They're not just sticking to an old sound. Um, they've moved on from what, what would you, you would probably deem their classic albums as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting. So um, from old, older sort of bands uh, to newer bands, um, one band that's really struck um, quite a lot of people this year, a uh, brand new band, uh, was The Wallowing debut. Um, so Planet Loss, which came out, I think, um, late summer, early early autumn maybe, um, has absolutely blown me away. And like the whenever I dip back into it, it, it reveals something new, which to me is the mark of a very, very good album. So um, I think we played um, one of the first tracks off this earlier in the year, but um, we're going to play the track Fostine today. Um, and it it's just so complex and so odd and so uh, new sounding. I mean, obviously we've, we've compared it to the usual suspects, but you know, it's, it's just got a mind of its own. And I think I, I can't wait to see the playing Sheffield in January. And I just can't wait to see what they do live with it because on record it feels like putting your head into like a, a big bowl full of slurry or something. It's just insane. Yeah. I, I, I remember, what, you know, you, you we looked through, we, we got it sent via emails and you look through, you know, you have a quick glance through what's been sent today and the artwork for this jumps out and you look at it and you think, I'm going to give that a really good listen, you know, and we, and... It wasn't what I expected from that. I was expecting either some kind of, you know, obscure tech death metal type stuff or, you know, pure psych. Uh, and it's neither really. But um, so, you know, we've got to mention the artwork. But otherwise, a real uh, it, a real force about it. You know, it, for, for a debut, it just, you know, you wouldn't believe it really. No. It, it's, you know, it's like a culmination of like, a, you know, an underground career, yet that here they are coming out and, and putting out something so, so fantastic, you know, straight up. Yeah, I think sometimes you hear stuff like this and you're like, oh, okay, which bands did these guys used to be in? But I don't think mm. that's the case here. I think it's literally just they're that good <laughs> straight away. Yeah. Um, and obviously a lot of people agree because I think it's sold incredibly well and um, they're playing all over the place next year, so... Really can't wait to see what they do. I think I'm not sure if they always dress like beekeepers, but um, that's certainly something I'd like to see if uh, if they can arrange it. Hopefully, they'll listen to this. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're going to play Fosgene, and um, yeah, we've got eight more songs um, to sort of see out the year.
that was the um, frankly disgusting wallowing. Um, somehow managing to combine sludge and death metal in a way that I don't think anyone else has this year. Um, similarly, sort of filthy and and strange and uh, as impressive um, this year was Body Void's release. Um, last year we played a few tracks from uh, I Live Inside a Burning House. Um, this year, uh, you'll know the fear you forced upon us. Um, blew us away, I think. We played the track um, Fascist Cancer earlier in the year, and um, yeah, it, it's not lost any of its shine after six months, I think. Um, so we're going to play the other track off it, which is Die Off. Um, we're going to play an excerpt, because they're both 20-minute tracks, and they're, they're both quite sort of heavy going, so we're just going to pick pick a best bit from it, really, to play. But I, I think this is the year where... Um, these guys have really kind of um, shown that they are not prepared to put up with the, uh, you know, uh, the overall kind of the overarching feel that is in America at the moment and is pro- probably coming our way as well um, in terms of um, politics and, um, you know, that, that kind of thinking. Um I don't know what you think, Pete. Because I mean, we've had we've had this discussion a few times. I mean, we've talked about the Black Flags Over Brooklyn um, movement and the the sort of activism that's going on within Sludge, which is like possibly the most unlikely um, genre. You know, you probably wouldn't have guessed it would have gone this way a few years ago. No, and, and uh, you know, I don't know whether it's by design. Um, or by coincidence, or whether it's by you know the fact that we've just come out of a essentially horrific election you know with uh you know horrific campaigning and a horrific outcome um that you know if you look through the 10 you know tracks we've we've picked the 10 albums we've picked this there's quite a political you know left-wing political um stance throughout it whether it's um body void or cloud rat or dawn raid um and yeah it's it's heartening to see, you know, like there's, you know, the resistance there. I think it's worth saying with all of these um, albums, with all these bands, you know, on musicality alone, they're, you know, they're, they're worthy of this list and I'm sure they would be anyway. But um, the fact that we can, you know, the fact that they so um, emboldened and, you know, to, to put this message at the front of the music just makes it for, you know, like I think it, it gives it, a greater anger which probably you know plays out in the music and therefore is um you know essential for for it to be as it is you know for, for essential for body void to um be so you know vitriolic so you know really you know i'm, I'm glad we've got that kind of um message in, in in here i don't think i don't think you know we we never had that conversation to say uh you know when we were picking this list between us at all um, but looking at it, it, it's clear there's something there, which, as you say, is a, is a surprise. Whether it's in the whether it's in doom or, or, or black metal in particular. So yeah, excellent. Yeah. In terms, so yeah, just in terms of this album, um, I the, what I think you said something there. The fact that um, I think sometimes you kind of commit the time to listen to these huge tracks you know they, they can, can be quite a bit of an investment of, of your time to sit down and you know particularly if you're reviewing it or kind of you know going through the podcast um so for this which came out 
I, I, I'm not sure when, but probably you know first half of the year. Um, for it to be still being played, you know, on my kind of playlist, on yours, and you know, from what I can see, plenty of other people's. I think you know, I've seen it in other top ten, twenty, whatever albums of the year. It's a real statement of of, of how good it is, and you know, this is their third album, and they've really built up um, to become, you know, to become kind of the the name to watch for this huge, horrible, you know, extended doom, you know, crusty doom horribleness which is yeah, brilliant absolutely so yeah it did come out in march so it has been kind of an enduring record this year um, mm. really interesting stuff so um those of you who live in nottingham they're actually playing um on january the 9th at stuck on a name studios they're also playing in ireland um we're hoping they're going to play sheffield but we'll see um so yeah we're going to play um the first track off the album this year this is die off
So I don't know if there's a lot to say about uh, our next um, our next entry. So uh, Blind Monarch from Sheffield um, produced one of the most interesting debuts again uh, this year. Um, and yeah, I, it's just fantastic. Like um, obvious kind of um, comparisons have been made, but to me this stands up as a very sort of um, vitriolic and um, it what sounds like a personal album to me um lyrics wise and everything so um it's it's doom of the highest order it's kind of that kind of um 90s sound of of doom but as as we've mentioned before um lee's drumming on it um a good friend of the podcast lee knights who's who's done a podcast with us his drumming leaves so much space in between um that it's got that kind of um just that arching doom sound to it that that's missing from a lot of stuff these days. It's not sort of how many notes you're playing. It's it's almost a space that's created between them. So that's what I really like about this one, and I think that's why we've had to put um, one of their tracks on here this year. I don't know how you feel about this, like having listened to it a few more times, Pete. Yeah, and, and it's grown actually for me. I think, you know, I, I really liked it when we first heard it, and. Um, the, the longer the years gone on since it's you know since it came out the more uh, I've appreciated it it's it, it's um it's bleak you know it, it's it's permanently on a down there aren't many you know kind of, there's no ups and downs to you know to um to carry you through uh, you have to kind of um you know put your face into the wind and you know bear it for the whole I'm long for the whole you know 10 plus minutes of each track um but but you know doom's not meant to be easy it's not meant to be kind of something to you know to jump around to so it's they've they've done they've created something you know which manages to hold that throughout hold this you know real um whether it's you know whether it's through the riffs or whether it's through the vocals um through the pacing it all, you know, it really does never um, show it shine any light at all. Uh, and if you can kind of, if if you can bear that, which you should probably be able to if you listen to this podcast at all, yeah. then there's, you know, there's barely a better album out there this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what I like is that um, they kind of they they will play you a riff. They will will sort of like go through and and play you something quite simple and then they'll twist it slightly as they go on so like the track we're going to play blind monarch it does it in spades like it's got this hook to it that mutates to me it just it it builds on the same idea um and i think that's where this really succeeds so yeah blind monarch um simple as that really so um their album uh, was what it was imposed must be endured um and that was out on Conan's label, uh, Black Bow Records, um, and you can buy it from the band at various gigs. Um, I think they're also playing um, in Europe next year, so we um, get to take uh, this sound out on the road as well. So yeah, check this out. This is uh, Blind Monarch by Blind Monarch.
Although that was uh, Blind Monarch, um, excellent Doom from Sheffield. Um, we sort of, I don't think we could have actually uh, done a top ten without including this next band. So um, the album Pollinator by Cloud Rat um, has actually blown us away this year. Um, so yeah, Pete, you, you pick this one. So we've, we're going to play the song Last Leaf. Is there a reason you picked that particular track? We've, we played uh, Web Spinner, I think it was, did, yeah. from the album um, previously. And um, on my first listen to it, you know, I, I genuinely love Cloud Rat. Um, and my first couple of listens to the album, I liked it but didn't love it except for Web Spinner. Um, and then since then, the whole album's just kind of opened up, you know, flowered. Um, this one, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly why it, it, it's it has something it, it, there was something when I was listening to it last night actually reminded me I don't know what it is a bit a bit like a Jotnar where they you know like a beauty in kind of horrible extreme music which um, from like uplifting notes but you know otherwise just the whole album the, I think that they're the most essential band around you know everything is um, done with everything sounds uh, absolutely vibrant and um, like you know like gives purpose to everything I, I can't quite put into words why I love them so much you know I, I, said, I talked about them so I think I've played them twice this year because they put out it's not the only release put out this year um, and it's hard to nail down exactly why they're so good they, you know they get labelled as grind but that's only you know a fraction of what they are um, you know they're doomy bits and um, more extreme metal bits, you know, there's a real obvious, you know, they're, they're a punk band. Um, and, you know, through everything they do, but they just release albums which are, which are so engrossing. Um, and, you know, I'm just so happy for them to, you know, happy for another release to come out every time it does. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy everything they do. It's just got this uncomfortable truth to it. It's got this hard, you know, nasty edge to it. Um, and there's obviously something bowling under the surface that's that's you know, again, like political, again, um, telling people stories. Um, and I've often said it, but like live, they were just one of the most confrontational bands I've ever seen. Just really, um, no let up for like a full half hour set and when you're playing stuff that's this like intense and fast that's not easy so yeah I'll always have time to listen to a Cloud Rat album this one was yeah one of the year's best so I think it's um, it's kind of best to let this speak for itself really. so this is uh, Last Leaf
So looking at this list as we're going through, I'm I'm sort of struck by what really is is like a sense of 2019 has just been a very heavy and extreme year for metal, particularly what we play. I mean, we we play a, a good mix of of you know faster stuff, doomier stuff, and we still play a lot of stoner rock. We've played a hell of a lot of um, you know what you'd term cleaner music this year, but I think our list is incredibly heavy this year. Um, and it doesn't let up next with Opium Lord. Um, I think I said when we played their song before, like that I hadn't really gotten into it as much as you had, but like having listened to it several times since, it's, I still find it very, very uncomfortable. Um, but it's brilliant, isn't it? It's just one of those albums that has kind of captured a lot of people's imaginations this year. Yeah, and I, I loved it immediately, and still, um, still find new stuff. You know, I, I've been playing it fairly regularly since. And um, when we were making our list, you know, our combined list, which you know, I should say, was not an easy thing for us to agree upon. But um, you know, I, I therefore went back and started listening list to these albums again, and it, it just struck me again how good it is, how strong it is. What um, I think. There's two kind of major things specifically about this album, uh, which point to why it's so good. Is it's um, there are these amazing tracks on there which absolutely leap out. You know, yeah, which like this one, Centurion, like the, the song we played previously, which is Lead Magnet. Um, there's uh, Suture and uh, there's the track with Mike Shape from Yarb on there. Uh, you know, and that's um, basically I've, I've described every track. So it's the other point, which is. It's got you know great moments and it's um, consistent, so you can't kind of want for anything else in an album. It's all you know. I actually think it's close to perfect. This album, I, I really um, every time I listen to it, I get something else out of it. Uh, you know, you can kind of mistake it for kind of this modern doom sound and pure as that. You know, with big heavy down tuned riffs. Um, you listen, to, you know, like Lead Magnet for example, it just launches out. Um, but the more time you give it, uh, it's, whether it's kind of, you know, like whether it's like shoegazy post rock almost influence without, you know, it's, you, you'd have to you have to really listen to it to get that kind of out there. Or whether it's, you know, just, you know, post metal, um, you know, evolution to tracks. Nothing's massively long, but it's very developed. It's very thought out and it makes for, you know, this growing um, living album, which uh, like I say, I find almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's got very little in the way of dynamics, but I think that's probably what um, makes it so interesting and so engaging because it kind of, it, it doesn't let up. Like, in a similar way to the Blind Monarch album, it doesn't really let you breathe, but in a different way. I think this mm. this one's got more of a a, bl- a bludgeoning aspect to it, um, whereas the Blind Monarch one is almost like a grinding sense of, you know, incoming doom, you know, that kind mm. of, it's coming along, but like Opium Lord is almost like the reality um, hitting you in the face. So mm. yeah, um, you can find this uh, on the album Vore, uh, which came out on Sludge Lord and a, and a few other labels, I think, uh, this year. Um, but we're going to play the song Centurion.
so um, one band that we um, always uh, pay attention to is um, Eleven Paranoias. And uh, yeah, this year they sort of trumped us both, I think, by releasing this absolutely amazing album quite early in the year, wasn't it? Yeah, March. March, yeah. So um, it's it's a sprawling affair and it's like very um, sort of psychedelic. Um, so it's, it's one to like really settle down uh, possibly with headphones um, to, to sort of really enjoy. But I, I feel like I need to ha- like go back to this one as well because it's, it's just so immense and, and dense and well thought out. It's like a big weaving um, album. Um, what made you go back to this one, Pete? Because it's, it's been a while since we actually played anything by, by this band. Um, just because I've been listening to it, you know, it, it is genuinely one of um, my favourite albums of the year. It did, um, of course, it is because it's on here, you know. So, but I've, I've listened to it ever since it came out. The, they've, you know, they've, I think we said when we played them before that they have links with a lot of other bands and of varying degrees of, you know, psych. And I think the the big one, which and I can't remember the exact connection, but they got a connection with Blown Out. Um, and you know, which you know, it's space rock, you know, uh, head folk stuff. And Eleven Paranoids managed to the the different from not only the bands they're affiliated with, them, but most of the kind of heavy psych bands in that they they you know they wedged together this really out there spacey psych with very very heavy doom um which you know that is done elsewhere but i'm not sure done as well as 11 paranoias it, it really is you know that contrast and and the, it's not like one moment psych and then one moment heavy it's all there packed in together it makes for this really as you say dense sound a real dense heavy doom sound which um doesn't feel like it should be out there floating in space, but it, but you know, but does. Doesn't feel like it could be that, um, but is. And therefore, you know, you want albums in your top ten of the year to sound different and sound unlike anything else. And this definitely is that. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, live as well. I've got to say, um, it it, is, it just takes on that um, that same intensity, and it's. It's one of those bands you can really trip out to without even feeling like you are like you just sort of you get lost in their sound quite easily. So um, we're we're gonna play the opening track from um, Asterismal, uh, which came out uh, sort of March time, uh, which is Lost Portal. Um, but the whole album just weaves together as one. So if you like what you hear here, then um, I definitely recommend sort of losing yourself for an hour or so uh, with the album.
we're going to bring you out of that uh, doom miasma right now with um, a band that probably used to play that kind of um, intense kind of doom sound, um, but have completely moved away from it. So Hey Colossus um, are one of my favourite bands. That's that's just a fact. Um, and they've morphed over the years into all sorts. They've, they've had almost like two or three versions. I think we, we said this on the podcast that we did with... Um, with Joe um, and Bob um, earlier in the year, but um, they've gone through so many changes. But they've, to me, they've they've resolutely stuck to a throbbing kind of psych sound underneath. So they've really taken that in a different direction this year. So Four Bibles came out, um, I think, in the summer, and um, yeah, I, I I first heard it and I was just like, this is so chilled out as to almost be horizontal but it's got like this weird um narrative intensity to it that i don't think many other bands could achieve and it's it's hard to sort of put your finger on it but the lyrics and the the whole feel of the songs feel very um of another time almost as well they sound a bit joy division a bit a bit sort of post-punk um in that era where people didn't really know what they were doing with with that sort of heavy edge to things. And um, seeing them live this year was um, a real experience. So they played possibly the best set I've ever seen them play. And that's saying something, because I've seen them God knows how many times, uh, at Supersonic. Really, really um, blew my mind. Like, really intense performance and just felt like a culmination of a lot of years. I mean, I'm going on and on now, to be honest. (laughs) But... um, but, you know, they are one of those bands that I could talk about for a long time. So um, we're playing the song Carcass, which um, they've actually released as a 7-inch as well this year um, with an alternate mix and some different vocals on there. So this is, to me, this this kind of encapsulates what this album's like. It's it's cool. It's kind of very sort of um, multi-layered. And they're kind of, they've worked in so much... Um, to what used to be just a heavy brash sound, they now sound like a psychedelic pop band, and you know they're being played on Six Music, and they're you know doing Peel sessions and all you know not Peel sessions, but you know like Radio <laughs> One sessions and things like that. So yeah, that's pro- <laughs> I'm probably just exhausting what everything there is to say about this, but you know it's fun. Yeah, you know. I, I think the thing to say is like without it being a band I already know and love, I'd never listen to this type of music. Um, yeah. And but you know just that personal taste and, um, but because it is them and, and you know because uh, you know that they're going to be different so you accept that you know it's not like, um, it's, sorry each release is going to be different that type of thing, you accept that and, and you head in knowing that. Um, I've given it its chance and it. it it is enjoyable. It is kind of shoegazy almost. It's, um, and it gives them, you know, another string to their bow, another reason, another angle to, uh, to love them. Um, and you know, while I'd, I just, I'd never kind of choose to kind of go listen to this this type of music. I'm glad that, um, you know, for me personally, I'm opened up to this from them. Yeah, they're almost forced you into it, really. <coughs> yeah, and then you know, the, for. for for the spread of, you know, I think we, we say this every time we talk about it and how much they've changed. Um, on an album on its own, whether, you know, if this is the first you've heard them, you know, it's almost like we've always got that kind of um, position of knowing, you know, of, of, of 
have been a fan of that band for so long that we have to talk about how that how they've changed. But in an album in its own, it deserves to be rec- you know recognised as a, a stunning piece of work. Definitely, and um, I I just can't wait to see what they do next. I mean, I've said this on every release, to be honest, because it's like well they've changed again. Um, what what can they actually pull out of the bag next? But I feel like the next logical step is to develop this sound, and and just pr- produce more of the same kind of um, the same style. So, yeah, we're going to play Carcass. Um, you can buy this on the album Four Bibles um, at heycolossus.bandcamp.com, uh, and you can also buy the uh, seven inch version, which is slightly different as well. So yeah, here we go. <laughs>
So uh, we're going from the uh, the, the laid-back and uh, psychedelic uh, sounds of Hey Colossus into um, one of the more involved and I think you've said off uh, cinematic albums of this year. So Torpor from London. Um, we talked in depth about um, about one of their tracks earlier in the year, um, but we're going to play uh, one of the album tracks today. Um, sort of like that sort of sits towards the end of the album. Um, you, you've picked this one in particular. I mean, I agree this is an amazing album, but why did you pick this song? And, and you know, why did you think Torpor are deserving of one of our top ten? Uh, well, in, in, for the latter uh, question, I, I think it's you know it's up there with the best album of the year. Um, you know, it's in the, it's in the discussion and it's in the you know top three at, at least. Um, they are you know they're a band which we've followed from the start, and anyone you know anyone in the UK and listed you know in this in this doom scene will know this band for you know for the last five years or so and you know, seeing them progress and grow into something and anticipated uh, a release as good as this. So for it then to, you know, to land and to, to be as good as it is, to be so um, brave with how they, you know, with the direction they travel, to, to be, yeah, so to create one of the most interesting albums of the year, which is, is it, it reads like, you know, it feels like a story, it feels like uh, this you know the real plotted um, event. I don't know. I can't. I can't describe it. How you know what they've done with it. it feels more than an album, and the tracks bear that out. You know, there's these. You know, there's three or four huge, you know, long songs in there which um, take you along with it. And I really enjoyed it. I think. It, I really do think it's, it's up there. And it's the album you'd hope they'd have in them, and then to hear it. You know, it was was a joy. In I, in terms of the track, um, I have gone slightly um, off piece with it. It's one of the, you know, if you were kind of being harsh and looking through it, you, you maybe call filler, but I don't think that's accurate. It's one of the. There's a couple of tracks on there which sit between these long, you know, behemoths of songs, which kind of break it down. Which, like like we said, gives it that cinematic feel. This one. I, the reason I picked this is to display the fact, you know, to show what they've done. You know, this is this um, from if you know where, what Topo are like, uh, you know, traditionally, then to hear something like this, this isn't what the album sounds like. They sound like Topo, you know, but you know, as as good as they can be. But then they've added these, you know, these tracks in there, these moments within some of the bigger songs, um, which which just goes to show their confidence, their bravery. Um, and their, their, you know, head down commitment to to this album, and this offers something completely different. And it's all the better for it. It, it really does. It opens the album up into. It just feels like something, you know, feels like a, a soundtrack, and that's why I picked this. I think it, it kind of works better for people who, who understand Torpor in the first place. You know, if, if you come into this and you've never heard them, you, you know, you, you won't necessarily understand. But I was quite quite kind of enthused to pick this anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if it forms part of a narrative, you're kind of making that point, really, aren't you? Mm. Um, I think that's spot on. I think this album's got um, a lot to give and a lot to sort of explore. So, yeah, uh, Rhetoric of the Image is the album. Um, and frankly, it's yeah, 
that's why it's appeared on this list it's just amazing so um, we're going to play um, a song that's sort of later on the album uh, the song's called uh, Mouthful of Water Throat Full of Ice um, so yeah you can find this at torpornoise.bandcamp.com uh, thoroughly recommend it coming to sort of the end of the, uh, the podcast this year um, but um, I just want to mention a few albums that have, have maybe sort of been floating our boat as well because uh, you know it's been quite a tough one to sort of narrow down I guess um, we were just talking off air about the new Blood Incantation album I think while we're both sort of fans of uh, death metal within um, within our genre we're not exactly like big death heads we're not sort of obsessed with the latest Tomb Mold album or whatever but um this Blood Incantation album is is pretty damn amazing. Like it's psychedelic, very strange. Um, there's a track and it's like eighteen minutes. That's kind of like rip, ripping time and space apart, sort of thing. So definitely worth checking out. But for me, this year's been absolutely amazing for music in terms in terms of political music as well. I mean, I know we're talking about Dawn Raid next, and we've been talking about Cloud Rat. We've been talking about just bands that are making a bit of a statement but um to me the one that's possibly made the most is Richard Dawson's 2020 so um don't know if you've heard that one Pete no I haven't. okay so um it's basically 
Um, he wrote an album in 2017 or 18 called uh, Peasant, which is basically a uh, an allegory for uh, modern times, but written in almost like a fantasy medieval setting. So um, it was about like warning us about not going down paths which are almost outdated and stuff like that. But the new album is more focused on the drudgery and the inequalities in modern society. So there's a song about working at what is clearly an Amazon um, distribution centre. There's one about working for a job centre. Um, there's one about um, the breakdown of a family um, because someone goes to university. There's a song about um, flooding and um, people blaming that on immigrants somehow, things like that. So it, it's just, it, I found it incredibly depressing when I first heard it because it was just so accurate of the times. And t- yeah, it, it, somehow he's made it s- sort of catchy and you can sing along to it, but the, the lyrics underneath are very sort of shit, like we're, we're at breaking point with everything. It's horrible. <laughs> so yeah, that's a really interesting one from this year. Um, another one which... I thought was fantastic was Gentle Persuaders by um, Sly and the Family Drone. That was on Love Love Records. If anyone wants to check that out, that's really good. Um, improvised stuff, but with jazz elements in there as well. So maybe not very nine hertzy this time, but certainly very good. Um, and yeah, I mean, have you got any Pete? I mean, I've I've got loads I could mention. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Just I mean, whether it's. Whether it's kind of lighter end, like Errata, Lightning oh, yeah. Bolt, loved both those albums. And, um, I think Alterage was kind of one of the death metal albums of the year to me, which was, I think, maybe even January, so it's probably been forgotten by a lot, but um, was very close to my kind of my list. Uh, Deaf Kids, that crazy, you know, um, yeah, psych so world too. music, um, electronica album, Gold. We've played a lot of British bands on it, you know, out of this, yeah. I, I'm not sure how many, seven maybe out of the ten, which is, you know, phenomenal, and I'm really proud of it, and not, you know, there's no thought to include based on that, but so for that to come out naturally is a real kind of benefit, and, you know, when you're putting gold and, and others in there, you know, it's, it's, it was an amazing year for the, for the um, for the country. Uh, Sun, both Sun albums. Of course. With, yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of, not sure how we didn't really put them on here. Uh, Thirty Thousand Monkeys, one, you know, a band I love, and then yeah, finally that's just a nice surprise actually this year. Yeah, and uh, Bell Rope, who came out of the ashes of uh, Black Shape and Nexus. I thought that was an amazing album. So yeah, the, the, the Mismore, uh, you know, I could uh, like, like Lord Mantis. I could keep going on, but um, it's been you know it's hard getting it down to. 10 and then we decided we'd do a combined 10 so I th- i'm glad we've been able to just reel off a few there to yeah, you know yeah, to give props um a few more that uh, sort of like honorable mentions i guess the um the drawn from icor record oh yeah yeah um definitely the body hand record that was incredible um myru as well like that's that's been quite interesting um Slamatics did an album this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, uh, you know, if you look back, Irata as well, that was one that we both yeah. really liked. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it will spoil for choice this year, basically. That was that was basically it. Um, one album that I've kept going back to, and I don't really know why, I seem to have just discovered um, techno like a, some sort of, um, you know, uh, late to the party um, 
hipster, but um, there was a uh, an album called Albums. Uh, what's it called? Tracks to send to your ghost producer by um, an artist called Perk Tracks, who runs a label. And I think he was making a point about um, plagiarism because people kept lifting his style. So he just made three tracks, which were so annoying, no one could possibly want to um, copy them. So yeah, that, I love that sort of inventiveness has kind of been bleeding through all genres this year. So I don't really know what 2020 is going to hold, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, we're going to play the last track um, of this podcast for this year. Um and this has made it to a lot of um, other people's um, top albums of the year. So I think it actually got number one metal album on the quietest this year, rightfully so. Um, so it's um, uh, it was uh, Dawn Raid's Behold Sedition Plain Song, which to me um, immediately got my attention and blew me away straight away with just the first two tracks that they released without um, any fanfare, really. Um, the album itself is a collection of again it's it's that richard dawson al- uh, album idea of kind of putting things in a folky kind of way but actually talking about modern society um they 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 are pretty plain about it like that sort of they are left wing they are playing black metal they are playing songs which are dealing directly with you know racist um anti-immigration things like that very very interesting album so if you've not like um plunged into this then i'd definitely recommend it um we're just gonna play one of the highlight tracks like in terms of both dynamics and um lyrics which was the smell of ancient dust um don't know what you think of this band pete i think we we discussed it on a podcast quite recently but yeah yeah i I do like them you know black metal's not you know necessarily my thing um but I've got a lot of time for Dawn Raid, and it's a good album, and you know, a very good album. They, I, I really enjoy them live. I saw them play the Lug Hole in Sheffield um, a few years back, and you know, right in the early days, and and they they, they kind of really stood out at that time. And I think you saw them at Damnation this year. They, they they've grown, you know, that kind of tells the story of where they've come from and where they are now. And um, I think you know, it's fairly what I like is. It's not necessarily this, you know, radical, you know, or um, psychedelic take on black metal. There's nothing massive in you, you know, the, the violin in there. The, um, but they do that well, and they, they, it's, it's subtle, you know, that how they uh, manipulate it. It's, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a kind of. It's not a, you know, it's not like Death Heaven taking on black metal and then true black metal people complaining about it. You know, it's, it's. it's it's you know it is pure black metal done really well absolutely yeah and um to be fair when i saw them at damnation i think they they weren't the openers for the smallest stage but they were certainly one of the first bands on of the day and honestly i could have gone home straight after watching them they were that good i was like do you know what I've... It, was, it was that feeling like when we saw mole quite early on or you know when we saw bong um in yeah. the middle of the bill you know it was just like that was so good. I don't know. Don't know if I need to see anything else after that. But mm. um, yeah, in in comparison, like um, like Muggler played pretty much straight after. Um, that's like a very polished black metal sound. Whereas like I feel like Dawn Raider sort of this rough around the edges, but all the better for it. They've they've got that passion behind them. So yeah, if you've not listened to this album, then that's um that's something to do over christmas and new year i think it's um perfect music for the winter as well um so yeah thanks for listening uh, throughout 20 uh, 2019 um we've had an amazing year and we've really enjoyed sort of 
um, lurching towards um, being a new release podcast rather than um, an interview podcast with people. Um, not to say that we're not going to do that again, but we feel like we've hit a bit of a stride with um, with the new releases, and it's certainly making us listen and consume more new music um, of, of a heavy nature. So um, I'm really proud of what we've done this year. I think this is episode um, 63, um, so we're going to hit 100 next year. And uh, just want to thank everyone who keeps listening and keeps promoting it and keeps sharing it. So, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs>